here's a message from Ken Lavica. Chris Paul to the Lakers. Kawhi to the Heat. Dame time traded to the Knicks. Eh, not so much. Lonzo Ball to the Bulls, though, baby. Joe Rigotti, hit the music. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. NBA free agency has begun. And here on Ken LaVica Live, even if we don't have one Ken LaVica and you're stuck with Coquel and Regatta, we bring in the big guns. Our NBA insider, Mr. JMP. Jeremy Marks Pelt, you hear him on ESPN West Palm tonight. JMP, NBA free agency. Is that like Christmas for you? Uh, it is Christmas. It is Hanukkah. It is New Year. It is for me as a member of the Jewish faith and probably many of you out there, Rosh Hashanah, Lashana Tova. It is the best day of the sports year. And the Miami Heat, my Miami Heat, your Miami Heat, even though you're uh, sometimes a Knicks fan. They delivered in a big way last night. You think they delivered. So you think coming off this free agency frenzy where we we heard some rumors that they were going after another big whale. The Miami Heat, Pat Riley loves his whales, kind of like me dating in college. Wait, sorry. Pat <laughs> Riley loves his whales, and they come away with Kyle Lowry, and that's that's it. That's That's your big moment. That's your heat glory. Well, that's who they wanted. But you think it's going to make a difference? Well, define what you mean by difference. Are they contenders? Yes. Do At I think what? that they have the be- do I think that they have the best roster in the Eastern Conference today? No, I do not. Would I favor the Milwaukee Bucks or the Brooklyn Nets in a seven-game series? Yeah, I would. Although, I mean, the Heat. One of the things that I love that the Heat did is they, you know, emulated the Bucks' blueprint. The Bucks uh, were not a, a tough enough team. Did not have enough size and enforcers. Uh, and veteran savvy around Giannis when they lost to the Heat in the bubble. So they went out. They decided that the main upgrade they needed uh, was a point guard. They got Drew Holiday. Uh, They also added guys like Bobby Portis and P.J. Tucker uh, to give them some versatility, especially defensively. And so, you know, after the Heat gets swept and and showed a lot of the same flaws that the Bucs did the year before, what do the Heat do? They go out. They get the best point guard, you know, not the best point guard available necessarily because Chris Paul re-signed with the Suns, but the best point guard that was most likely switching teams. They go out and get Kyle Lowry, who they've coveted for a long time, and it's always fun when you weaken the defending champs, take a little bite out of their championship, and P.J. Tucker, tough guy with the Miami Heat. So I don't think, Coquel, that the Heat right now, like if I had to pick, I would still take the Bucks in a seven-game series, but... Unlike last year, I do think there is a path to the Heat winning against the Bucks, winning against the Nets, winning against really anybody. So from that standpoint, like that to me is the definition of a contender. I mean, I, I get why you're excited. They added pieces and then they just rest on their laurels. I just don't know if Kyle Lowry does it for me. At this point, he's 35 years old. He's going to be 38 when his contract's done. They're kind of turning into an old team. They locked up Jimmy for another five years, well, four plus the one he has. Are you worried at all about this? Or you think this, what I worry for Heat fans, this is my biggest concern, is Riley's going all in for one more championship before he's done and doesn't care about what's left behind. Well, you see, first of all, I don't necessarily, no, I don't agree with that because I think Pat Riley, as much as he says that he wants to retire to Malibu and, you know, have his dream home and looking to get out, I think Pat Riley um, is probably going to be taken to a nursing home <laughs> while being on the phone with another team trying to get a whale. Like, the dude, the guy's never going to retire. So um, I don't look at this as one last hurrah. I look at it as they needed to make some changes. Yeah, it, it's a risk, but, like, as a fan, if you know, whatever team you're a fan of, like, if you're not a Heat fan today, uh, but you're a Chicago Bulls fan, you know, let's say you are excited about, like, Lonzo Ball. Like, no, no fan sitting here today thinking about – What's our team going to look like in 2025 when these guys are in their fourth year? Like, this is this is all about the now. And we're in the NBA, Coquel, like, 
any bad contract can get traded. Like, there's no such thing as an untradeable contract. So, yeah, it's a lot of years and a lot of dollars for Jimmy Butler. It's Kyle Lowry's going to be 38 at the end of his contract. It's, you know, $90 million for Duncan Robinson. But you know what? Like, again, the Heat came into yesterday not a contender. I believe after the first, whatever it is, less than 24 hours of free agency, they have upgraded their status to a contender, even if they are not the favorite in the Eastern Conference. First of all, I have an issue with you taking shots. As a Knicks fan, we're always looking forward to 2025. I've been looking forward to 2025 <laughs> since 2015. That's, that's just that's way, how the target much of this year. saltiness is because the Knicks were in the Kyle Lowry sweepstakes, allegedly. We got Evan Fournier. Did you not see what he did against the USA Olympic team? He's clearly stepping up his game to hitting a real prime now. Right. And um, we got Alec Burks back. Mm-hmm. Nerland's Noel. That's that. That's the free agent. Rose. So glad we traded all the draft picks. The Knicks traded. That's what bothers me about the Knicks, though, is they traded draft picks again to a secure more cap space and had me dreaming big of, wait, Kawhi is opting out. I'll take him with one leg. I don't mind that. And then they sign Evan Fournier. That's the problem for me as a Knicks fan. But I feel like Heat fans, instead of being beaten down and downtrodden, you guys get too excited about things like re-signing Jimmy Butler to a contract where he's not going to be good anymore at the end of it. Duncan Robinson, an average player, giving him five average, years, $90 million. What are you talking about? Well, average a, player? He is an average he's player. He's arguably the best shooter in the NBA. But he's got to do it consistently on a big stage. What happened when he was in the finals and he saw LeBron James next to him? He shrunk. He shrunk. Duncan Robinson? All I remember Duncan Robinson doing in the playoffs was having like one six-three-pointer game after another. Until he saw LeBron James. And then he said, I'm scared. Holy bleep. They were without two There's of their LeBron top James. three players. I'm just saying that you're giving these guys money and you're trusting on things to happen. Plus, he's not going to get to shoot in an empty gym anymore. Do it for real with fans there, too. Oh, my God. I mean, it's not the bubble. Kyle Lowry's 100 years old. Jimmy Butler's 100 years old. Duncan Robinson, the playoffs last year, uh, on a big stage, only shot uh, 39.7% from three. The finals. Look up his final stats because you seem to have clearly okay, avoided You're that. finding, like, the two games that Duncan Robinson, uh, you know, didn't hit a ton of three-pointers. He didn't. He was, he was a bum in the finals. He like, wasn't I, good. I, I think, look, I think the big takeaway from yesterday, if you're looking at it from a Heat standpoint, besides, you know, the Kyle Lowry move and some of the other moves they made, um, is they clearly, if you're looking at the hierarchy of who was in the Heat core, obviously they were going to re-sign Jimmy. You can argue, you know, and I understand you can argue about, you know, the, the length of the contract, but they were going to re-sign Jimmy. It was going to take a max contract. You know Bam is in the core, is in his core, and it's just a question of is can Bam elevate to being a superstar or is Bam the star that, you know, still gives you a little bit of everything but is not, you know, a dominant offensive player. Um, but we all assume that Tyler Hero was going to be the third part of that core. And what the Heat told you was that Duncan Robinson, clearly they value him more than Tyler Hero. Uh, I, I still think, I know there's there's noise out there about maybe Tyler Hero doesn't fit with the Heat culture and perhaps he becomes, instead of somebody that you, you know, trade as the, the lead, uh, you know, the lead asset to try to get another star. Like, there's talk that they might dump Tyler Hero. I think that would be a mistake. But, um, you know, at this point right now, it seems like for Tyler Hero, if he's going to be on the Heat, it's fit in with this roster or you're not going to be there for long term versus somebody like Duncan Robinson, who they look at and say, yeah, we absolutely need his shooting. He's one of the best in the NBA, and this is the going rate for great shooters. Fit in or fit out. That's basically what it is for Hero at this point. I I didn't want to actually use those words. (laughs) I know you did. That's why I did it for you. (laughs) Um, With Tyler Hero, I agree with you. If I'm the Heat, though, and Tyler Hero goes on one of his streaks of 10 games in a row, I sell high because I worry so much about him just being Kyle Kuzma part two. Just being that guy who you always know the greatness is there. He's famous because he's good looking. He's famous because he's an Instagram model, but he never quite reaches that basketball stardom because that's kind of what Kuzma is now. Because I keep hearing how good Kuzma is as a shooter, but he never really is that great of a shooter. Well, but I I think the problem, yeah, I, I would tend to agree with you about Hero, but here's the problem. Hero makes is still in a rookie contract, so... If you want to get something of significant value for Tyler Hero, like, yeah, even if you, even if the idea is sell high, even if the idea coming into this year is, 
you know, he's going to be on a roster. Hopefully we find the sixth man role and he goes on a streak and then he becomes, um, you know, more of a trade asset. Like, who are you pairing with him to go get, you know, a big name? If it's like a Bradley Beal or even if it's somebody one step below that, like, who are you, you know, how are you getting those dollars to, to be even? I, you know, the one thing that's out there right now, not to get too in the weeds, is, um, you know, they, they Andre Iguodala, who they did not, um, pick up his $15 million exception. Um, there's talk that, you know, maybe they do agree on some sort of number that's part of a sign-in trade and you package him and Tyler Hero uh, and maybe Victor Oladipo and you can get like a $20 million a year guy. Um, but it, at, at some point, you, you might have to keep Tyler Hero just because the guys that you would want to trade for him, like they're going to be too expensive. Yeah, and again, you need some pieces that aren't max guys on your roster, and I know that breaks the mold of what every NBA team is doing with the big threes and all the super teams, but if you can have a guy like Hero who's on that rookie contract outperform his contract, then you're set. It is a, it is a way to try to win if they believe in Hero. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe they do really believe in him instead of doing the opposite. What other moves in the NBA surprised you? Because there was one move that surprised me on both ends and that I, I just don't understand. You want to go first? I mean, it is, you know, your, go, it is your show. No, we have you and you're our NBA <laughs> insider. You have an NBA jam shirt on, and for me, that makes you an NBA insider. Yeah, I can tell you all about Dwayne Wade and uh, Udonis Haslam's, uh, you know, metrics and NBA jam. It's a shirt I mean, I'm rocking. Wade, Wade's three-point line looks a little too green for me, but whatever. I mean, well, the thing is, like, everyone goes nuts about money, about the, the, about the contracts, and, like, I don't – look, there's guys that I think got overpaid – like, I don't think Jared Allen is worth $100 million over five years. But, like, I, there wasn't a single contract that I'm like, wow, this is one of the worst contracts that I've seen. Um, the Knicks, here's where the Knicks surprised me a little bit. Like, to me, I, I, do, I do like the philosophy of, you know, not going all in for the whale and then you know, falling flat on your face, which has been like classic Knicks for the last 10 years um, until like about two years ago. But if you're not going to go that route, you know, you're still tying up like three, four years into players that are not going to take you above being like a five or six seed. Like, so, I mean, if you could have gotten Evan Fournier on a one-year deal, if you could have brought Derek Rose back on a one-year deal, I would have liked that a lot more. Um, but I mean, that... I, I, here, here's to me. This is the most. This is the most surprising move to me, and it's a move that hasn't been made. The most surprising move to me is that it sounds like Kawhi Leonard is really going to treat free agency like it's free agency. Like there's reports out that he is going to listen to other teams, and I know all the indications are at the end of the day he goes back to the Clippers. That would be my guess, but we don't. I mean, who the hell knows Kawhi Leonard? And if he's going to listen to pitches from other teams, like I guess. You know, I guess the Knicks could still be in the mix for that. You know, maybe a team like Dallas, which, I mean, you know, they I don't know what their necessarily their cap situation is. They re-signed Tim Hardaway Jr. They make a couple other moves. Goran Dragic, I think, is going to end up going to, to Dallas after he gets bought out by Toronto once, you know, that deal's consummated. Um, but the fact that, you know, Kawhi Leonard um, could potentially be on the move, um, I think is – that to me is big a bigger surprise than anything that actually happened yesterday. Do you think no one's talking about that because of the medical, because of the partial ACL tear? Because I was wondering the same thing. And with Uncle Dennis in the mix, you don't know what the, the Kawhi camp is gonna do or where he's gonna go. You have no like I just feel like a, a team can come out of nowhere and end up with Kawhi. But I, you don't hear of a lot of teams also that left open the flexibility to get a Kawhi and pay that money. So I don't know where he would possibly go. Or is he that good, do you think, where teams will They'll find a way and move whoever they have to to get a Kawhi on their roster. Um, I think it depends on the team. I think if you have, like, I, I mean, I will say, I've had this conversation with Evan Cohen, um, who's, you know, I'm a longer Heat lifer than he is, uh, but he's a bigger Heat fan than I am or anybody else at, at ESPN West Palm. Like, as crazy as it sounds, like, does Kawhi Leonard necessarily, is he somebody that the Heat would want Coming, like, yeah, you would want all the good things about Kawhi Leonard, but in terms of the guy that's going to be the face of your franchise, would you be scared off by, 
you know, the uncertain medical conditions and the fact that, like, nobody has access to him and his uncle, like, basically runs his life. So uh, I think for certain teams it would be scary. I also wonder if, like, with Kawhi, we went through this a couple of years ago. Like, he was the hot free agent out there. And so, you know, is it become... Like we've already we've already gone that route. I mean, I know with LeBron, anytime he's a free agent and it looks like he's going to leave, like that's you know a huge story. And Kevin Durant, I don't know if Kawhi is necessarily in terms of sizzle on that level. Yeah, and I, part of that's probably personality and flair and lack of access for anyone to know who Kawhi is. Where LeBron, I don't know if you know this, but he likes attention a little bit. So he oh, kind of really? like <laughs> King James, like tattooed on the back of his on his back. That's one of the most impressive things I ever saw, though. When I first started working here, I think you actually sent me down to a Heat game to work the first time. I turned around and didn't know he was behind me, and my face went like right into the small of his back, and I looked up and just saw King James, and it looked like it went across the entire room. Like That tattoo, he is, in a, he is a huge man with a surprisingly hairy back. I would think with so that kind of money, you would take that the hair off. Like Ken Levicka has not made you have a tattoo that says Ken Levicka live or like Ken Levicka is the sexiest human being on the face of the earth. I actually have Ken's face on my butt, but that's a whole oh, other okay. story okay. for another day. Another thing that's thinking of butt, <laughs> how does Tim Hardaway Jr. make so much money? How does he get these huge deals? I know he's a nice little player, but is he really a guy who should be approaching $100 million in career earnings? Like The Knicks gave him the first bad contract, so I was like, I get it. You got it from the Knicks. But now he's getting another one. How is he doing it? Is it because of his dad? I don't, I don't understand that but at that's all. It's not Jimmy big, B. like... But again, like, what is big money? So he gets, what, signs a four-year, $72 million contract, I think it was, with Dallas, re-signs with Dallas? I just feel that's like... That's not huge money. Like, that's that's like what a number three or number four option on a good team gets now. I know, but I just feel like I sometimes wonder why is he still in the league. And then I watch him play, and he is still pretty good. But he's the he's most... He's a good player. I would have loved him not for that guy. contract, but I would have loved him on the Heat. I don't know. I just, He just underwhelms me every don't single Don't talk guy. about the third... Uh, don't talk about the uh, third biggest celebrity ever from uh, Miami Palmetto Senior High School. Who was the first two? I'm assuming you're number one. Uh, no, actually, I should have said fourth because I should have put me on the list. <laughs> you didn't put yourself uh, in there? No. Only you would set that up and not include yourself. Well, I mean, look, like, you know, I'm a humble guy. Who else is from that school? Uh, you want number one or number two first? Let's, let's build up. Let's go number two. All right. Uh, number three, Tim Hardaway Jr. Number two, Camila Cabello. I don't know who that is. What? Who's Camila Cabello? Joe, do you know who? I know you guys are like Pearl Jam like 24-7. She's a singer. Yeah, like Fifth Harmony and like left Fifth Harmony to go solo and it's become even bigger. I've never heard of Fifth Harmony. Are they new? Um, I, I mean, they're, I they're, they're no longer they're no longer a group anymore. I don't. But think. like, are they? When did they make their music? Did they make it in the 2000s, 2010s? Like in the last five years. Oh yeah, I wouldn't know. I listen to satellite radio and ESPN 106.3. They, they play uh, breaking news. They play Camila Cabello on satellite radio. Uh, I've never heard her on Pearl Jam radio or Howard Stern. Sorry. Um, and well, number one, I, I, number one, um, he has a little bit of money, a little more money than Tim Hardaway Jr. Jeff Bezos. Oh, he's a good musician. No, I've heard of him. So you guys have basically the same career path, Bezos, JMP. Yes, yes I, exactly. I understand. When you guys go to the reunions, it must be a great time. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, can I go to my deal now that I'm hosting the show? Can I talk about the problem I why have? Why are you asking? You're hosting the show. Who are you asking these questions? I'm, Joe. Joe Rigotti's in charge. Lonzo Ball to the Bulls, right? I think Lonzo Ball is someone I wish the Knicks went after. I think he's better than Kyle Lowry. I think he would have been better for the Heat. He's improved every Lonzo year. Lonzo Ball's better than Kyle Lowry? He shoot, I think, what, at, what at this world? stage in their careers. Look at his numbers. He's gotten better every single year, and his shooting has gotten significantly better every year. Lonzo Ball would be the better player. That's not my biggest problem is, what are the Pelicans doing? Zion has already said he doesn't want to be there, and he asked them to keep Lonzo Ball, and then they move him, and I feel like they brought nothing back that makes Zion say, man, I want to stay in New Orleans. Uh, I think what they're trying to do is the general manager there, or whatever his team president, David Griffin, is trying to save his job. And when you try to save your job, you go out and make a couple of moves, overpay for you, – you, you do what you have accused Coquel the Heat of doing, which is you sign guys to four-year contracts and say, either we're going to hit on these or I'm not going to be here. He's just trying to make the playoffs. But Lonzo – like Zion wanted Lonzo. 
I feel like you can't when you have a star player as good as Zion and you have a guy in an upswing, you keep those two together well, and build Zion, Look, Zion is good enough to be at the point where he's like dictating his terms. And I know there's apparent, you know, I know there's, you know, already rumblings that he wants to leave. But I mean, there's one thing when there's rumblings, do you worry about that when you have a guy that is in I mean, he's what, in his third year? So is he going to turn down a? So Zion Williamson is going to turn down a rookie max contract. He's going to turn down what 170 million dollars over five years, way more than another team can offer him. Like I, I, I think that's what they're saying is like, yeah, great, you can be unhappy. Um, this will change in a couple of years, and in the meantime, like we're not buying that you're going to turn down, you know, 170 million dollars from us. Isn't Zion a big enough star where he can make that all back in endorsements somewhere? I don't know where could he go. Maybe where could he go to make that endorsement money? Like the Mecca. If he goes to the Mecca, couldn't he make that money back? Like that's what I'm saying. I I just feel like I don't know. You placate, placate your star. Like everyone here at ESPN West Palm should be bringing me water during the commercial break. You have to placate your stars around here, JMP. I almost called you Ken. So wait. So when you. So so you want people to bring you water. That's like your star demand. Yes. You, have any star, you could have any demand, and you're asking, like, Jeff, our, you know, our sales guy, to bring you water during the break. I wouldn't ask Jeff. He works too hard. But there's a couple people back there that I'm not sure what they're doing. They give Casey Korth. Wow. They could bring me some water. I mean, come on, Casey. That's do something sad. around this here. When Coquel, give me you some know. water. I'm, I'm hosting the show at noon. Give me a drink. I'm thirsty. Coquel using the manage, you know, he's managing managing people around and calling them out on the air and not calling them by name. Huh? Again, Ken Levick alive. Coquel in for Ken. JMP in because he's an NBA insider. JMP, one more AMP, uh, AMP, one AMP. more NBA hardball question. Were you going to call me like a word that you can't <laughs> say on the air? That was going to be the A. Uh, let's just move on from that. One more hardball question. Evan Cohen, you hear five to six. He has another little radio show in the morning, Morning Men on Sirius Satellite Radio. I was listening to it on my way in, and he named some crazy song as the best concert sing-along song of all time. I want to know from you. Which one was that? I got to remember. I forgot. That's why I'm setting it up this way. Which one do you, you're a concert goer. Weren't you recently at a concert? Yeah, Sunday I was uh, seeing, I went to go see uh, the Hella Mega Tour with Green Day, Weezer, and Fall Out Boy. Nice. Did you go on a time machine before you got to that show or what? Time to get the Fallout Boy? Aren't they weren't they like nineteen ninety one? No, Jeff, Fallout Boy. Jeff, Jeff is there. Yeah, come in come in here. Finally. Here. Finally, this, I this get is, respect. This is how much of a Finally. suck up. The guy who you said you don't want to bring water is coming in and bringing you water. It's just pathetic. Um next time a little bit closer to room temperature. I told you I don't like it this cold. A little bit closer. Thank you. By the way, also, that was impressive that you named the band that was about 10 years younger than the other two bands as, oh, they are the oldest one. All right. Because Green Day's Fall, still good. Fallout Boy. Yeah, Green Day. They, Green, you know, Green Day is, are Rock and Roll Hall of Famers that were inducted their first. They were a first ballot Rock and Roll Hall of Fame band. They're pretty good. They're good. Green Day's good. They're not the best a, rock and roll band of all time. I'm not saying that. That's I mean, clearly I'm Pearl Jam, the only active real rock and roll band still going. But, I love Pearl Jam. Okay, but concert. What is the best song to sing along with at a concert? That's what I want to know. Evan named a song, Tom Petty song, and I can't think of which one which one it was. But which I one? Walk back Down, Free Fallen. I know there's a bunch. That's why I can't. But I think it's Better Man by Pearl Jam. Crowd sing along. There's no better song to sing to at a concert than Better Man by Pearl Jam. But the thing is, is that, like, the the answer, and I'm going to go the same, like, I'm not going to go with Better Man. Like, Bruce Springsteen's my all-time favorite artist, so I would say Born to Run, which is my favorite song. But, like, aren't we going to answer this question based on, like, who's your favorite band? Who's your favorite singer? And no. pick, pick, pick the big hit. Pick one of the big hits from your favorite singer, and that's going to be the... Because no. if you're not a Pearl Jam fan, there is no one that sang Better Man. But this guy, oh, yes, there is. You don't even have to be a Pearl Jam fan. Eddie Vedder goes out there on stage, JMP, strums the guitar once sometimes, and the crowd just takes over and sings the song. If you took 10 calls. I don't think there's 10 people listening anymore after this segment, but (laughs) 888-760-3776 if you're still listening. Go ahead. If if you, uh, you know, hypothetically, in this hypothetical that will never happen, um, if you took 10 calls and asked the question, have you heard 
of Better Man by Pearl Jam? I'd say nine out of ten. I'd say nine I'd out say of ten. I'd say about five or six. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Have you ever heard of Better Man by Pearl Jam? And what is the best song to sing to at a concert? Have you ever heard of Pearl Jam's Better Man? And what is the best song to sing to at a concert? 888-760-3776. JMP, we appreciate the time. I'll let you know how this poll goes when no one calls in. And then uh, <laughs> that's because everyone knows. It's a silly question. Anytime, guys. Thank you for your insight. Coming up next, more insight, this time from Joe Rigotti. Must listen radio, ESPN 106. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. Oh boy. Take me back. I can hear myself in the crowd. 2010. Listen to me sing. Chris Coquel here on Ken LaVica Live. Pearl Jam's Better Man, the best crowd singing song ever. Some of the responses we got on Twitter here on ESPN West Palm. Ed Killer said 40 by U2. Elliot Brownstein said Ride the Lightning by Metallica, not one that I saw coming. We also got Josh Cohen from Josh Cohen and the Home Team, Sweet Caroline, Piano Man, Thunder Road, a man after Andrew Bininger, a man after JMP's heart. Also picked a Pearl Jam, I mean a Pearl Jam song, a Bruce Springsteen song in Thunder Road. Oh, you killed it all together? Did you already click the button? Is it done? It's done? All right, fine. Chris Coquel, Joe Rigotti, Ken is out somewhere. We're going to find out where in the world Ken Levicka is coming up later in the show. But right now, it's time for a little red light, green light. Time for Ken and Coquel to decide if they want to stop or go. Red light stop, green light go. Red light stop, green light go. Red stop, green go. Red light, green light, now you know. Red light, green light is driven by Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Red light, green light, where it's red if we agree, and it is, excuse me, red if we disagree. Green, if we agree, Joe, if we can get some of that music that we always put on underneath here. Well, I tell you about something that I'm definitely going to green light, and that is the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Palm Beach County's premier college football event is back. Don't miss the 2021 RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Saturday, December 18th, 11 a.m. from FAU Stadium. We will be out there broadcasting live as soon as we get off the air, we will be out there taking part of the brunch and football, which I'm assuming is going to include booze. Last year's game, Jets quarterback, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Zach Wilson and BYU beat UCF. Who will be in this game? Who's going to be the next big name? The new big action. 2021 RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, Saturday, December 18th, 11 a.m. from FAU Stadium on ESPN. Find out more at RoofClaimBocaRatonBowl.com. Joe, red light, green light. Red means stop. Green means go. Let's do it. The wave is the best choreographed cheer in sports. The wave, so that's when everybody jumps up and raises their hands and it goes around the stadium, is the best. I hate the wave, man. There, I'm going to red light, red light, red light, red light. Stay there forever. Put up those drawbridge. The wave is the worst. I used to go to Yankee games. And this is in the early 90s, so it's after that big 86 Mets push. And they started doing the wave at Yankee Stadium. And I used to stand up and be like, save the wave for Shea, which I thought was like the coolest thing in the world. I don't know why. But I would scream and no one would stop and people did the wave. There is nothing more aggravating to me than the wave. Yeah, this is a hardcore red light for me. I hate the wave. It's I was the at, worst. Yeah, I was at the Marlins-Yankees game in Miami last Saturday night. They were doing the wave at the Marlins Oh, it was game? like the bottom of the fourth. And you see in the home run porch... The people trying to start it, you're like, oh, God, here we go. And then two minutes later, the whole stadium's doing it. And I was just like, I'm not standing up. I'm not taking part of that. I wonder if that's like, you know, Marlins fans that are there and some Yankee fans that are live down here that maybe aren't as close to being big-time Yankee fans anymore. Like you are. I'm not accusing you yeah. of that. But 
Maybe they're just back at a baseball game and they're excited to do something and they just don't know what else to do besides do the wave. Like, I think that's the only excitement some Marlins fans get at a game. That's what I'm saying. They're <laughs> excited that there's enough people because normally they can't do the wave because no. there's not fans across the whole stadium. So you can't, you have to, the wave has to wrap around. Yep. You know, but I, I hate the wave. And there's one other thing, actually. There's one thing I hate even more than that. It's when Raiders fans and now other fans do it too, dress up like in costumes oh before my games. Gosh. Like Ohio State games too. They dress up there? Well, there's like the big nut guy. And then people try to be him too. It's I, just, it's dumb. I've never been to an Ohio State game, but I'm an Ohio State fan. I watch it on TV. I can't stand. I hate Fireman Ed as a Jets fan. I can't stand the gimmicky and the Raiders fans. Like if you're putting makeup on your face before you go to a game, I know you're not a real fan of the team. You can be mad and curse and yell or whatever you want. But if you, instead of watching pregame show, you're putting on your silver and black yep. makeup and your pretty little costume, you're not a real fan of the team. You're just not. You can be in a Kiss cover band. That's what it is. It's the same idea. <laughs> Brian McLovin wrote. Next. Carson Wentz is still the future of the Colts. Oh. Oh. He's done, right? I Carson think so. Wentz reports coming out. He's going to be out five to 12 weeks with an injury that is sustained since he's in high school. The bone chips came loose, I think. Out five to 12 weeks because it was just too painful to play with. He can't stay healthy. At what point do you give up? Eventually, you know what a guy is. After a certain amount of years, a player shows what they really are, and I think that's what we're finding out from Carson Wentz right now. I think so, too. And five to 12 weeks, it's, we know it's not going to be five weeks. No, it might maybe closer to 10. I'll go with 10 weeks. But they're going to blow the season. It's not going to be a good season. I think they're going to get a high draft pick. They're probably going to draft a quarterback in the first round of the draft. That's my prediction. And then that guy's going to be the future of the team. I don't see Carson Wentz ever having a good career in I, Indianapolis. I didn't understand that trade from the beginning, but I guess you kind of think you can rejuvenate some people. But he's got bad luck, man. The other guy who's got bad luck I feel bad for is Jameis Winston. Yeah. He's down in New Orleans. He's probably going to win the starting job. And I thought he's going to put up huge numbers. And then Michael Thomas decides to wait to have surgery. And he doesn't have Michael Thomas. And I know from watching James in his career, he's going to throw like Michael Thomas is still there to make the plays, and he's going to end up throwing more picks. Where if he had Michael Thomas, I think he would have had a breakout year and put himself back in the top list of quarterbacks. Well, he's going to need Alvin Kamara to have a career year yeah. in order for them to be semi-successful. He need, Alvin Kamara needs to put it all. No more resting him and not giving him the full load. Like You have to go full load Kamara now. Yeah. He's got to be the back where we're talking, are they using him too much? One of those types. You know, we always do that. You need to use the running back more. And then as soon as they do, they're ruining his career. They're branding him uh. down. We take both sides, but that's what they have to do with Kamar. Number three? Yes, number three. Real fans will watch full preseason games. I'm going to go red light. Me too. And I love the preseason, and I try to watch it. I I think my mind loves the preseason more than, like, my whatever you used to watch, my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just... I want to watch every preseason game. I do. And I want to see who the backups are because, to me, that's exciting. And these are the guys who are trying to fight for a roster. And you get one or two who end up being a star. And you also get to see who your depth is and who some of your future players are. But schematically is where it kills me because it's just so boring. No one's showing anything at all. Everything's close to the vest. And they want to see who those players are. I don't know. Are you, will you will you watch how much preseason your Giants fan Joe? How much preseason Giants football will you watch? Um, I'll usually watch the first quarter. That's when the starters are out there because the backups, it's backup versus backup, both sides of the ball, and it's not interesting to me. It's no, just not. It's not. I mean, you got to be more worried about your Giants. As reports are coming out that there was a full team brawl today at camp, and Joe Judge is livid because guess who was on the bottom of the pile? Oh my! I can't even imagine. Daniel Jones. Oh, no. How do you let your quarterback Man, be in the bottom of the pile? come on. Are you kidding me? So the running back, Corey Clement, took a big hit. Evan Ingram retaliated, and then it just, that's it. Logan Ryan got involved, and that was a wrap. Well, first of all, Evan Ingram does not have the right to step up and try to defend he somebody when he's not that great of a player. He was, he was supposed to be so good. I know. What the heck? But now Judge, of course, thinking he's a high school coach, lined everybody up, and they're running sprints. Good. But that's what you got to do. I like Joe Judge. Joe Judge do is you really? He seems I do. Like a clown. Oh, he's, no. I like Joe Judge. I don't know. He reminds me a little of Man Campbell. I'm I not could, sure why. Well, he puts his foot down. Like Ben McAdoo didn't put his foot down until he benched I mean, Eli. If Ben McAdoo's your bar, you're in trouble anyway. Well, you're setting I, the bar. I, I, okay. No, we I'm not saying I understood Ben McAdoo being the head coach. Joe Rigotti setting the bar of coaching Pantheon at Ben McAdoo. Yeah, Anybody start at the bottom. Ben McAdoo, great coach. Below Ben McAdoo, not so good. Oh, I can't. I don't even want to have this conversation. I wonder if someone got hurt. Oh, you can't brawl in camp. Like, you can have the scuffles. 
And we used to, I have a former high school coach. When scuffles would break out, we would laugh because we'd look at each other. And if it was the right scuffle that was good for our team, it would be the slow walk over to break. Hey, guys, break it up. Yeah. Guys, stop. No, guys, cut it out. And then, of course, it was the fight. We know that guys who really want to fight and could really hurt each other, we're all sprinting there to break it up. Uh-huh. Like, there's just different walks. You can tell by the level of player and how good they are and how much do you think maybe this guy can really scrap. Because if they could scrap, you got to break it up because they will break someone's jaw. Or because people who really know how to fight don't like it when people who don't fight, you know, bow up and try to get in your face. Well, did you see what happened at Panthers camp today? Yeah, the player got hit. Yeah, and then the, it cut the defensive back because it was a dirty hit to the head. Undrafted free agent, dirty hit to the head, trying to make a name for himself. That's not the way. It's not the way. It's not the NFL anymore. Nope. You can't do that. Number four. The Summer Olympics have less buzz than past Olympics. <laughs> yeah. That's, besides the Biles controversy, and she got a bronze third place. Come on, Simone. She got a bronze um, in the balance beam, which actually set her up to be, I think, the tied for the most gymnastics medals of all time. Great accomplishment by her. But there's no buzz, but I don't know if that's because we got pandemic, we got no fans, there's no pageantry, and also, like, the U.S. Olympics are playing at 12.15 tomorrow night. Yeah, this is a green light for me. Having no fans just... How how do you expect this to be the best Olympics ever if you... You want because you want every Olympics to be better than the last Olympics, and when you have no fans, it's just that's not going to happen. No fans a year off, and for America, selfishly, the time zones aren't great. No, that it's all happening in while well, we're all sleeping, so that that doesn't help at all. So I'm going to go. Yeah, it's got less buzz. Green light. Last one. The Miami Heat are now Eastern Conference contenders. Red light or green light? What are we considering contender? Contender to win it all or top four? Because they're um, top four. I don't. I, I guess contenders meaning you can put them, you can name them as a team that could come out of the East. I think it's the Bucks and the Nets, definitely, right? Yes. Then it's probably the Sixers or the Heat. And then you get your teams like the Knicks, Hawks, if one of them can get hot, or another team in that group of teams. Bulls maybe can make a run. They have really good guards, again, with Lonzo and Zach Levine. You can see what they do there. And that. And I'm not saying the Bulls are a good team in, like, one or two seeds before anyone tweets at me at Real Coach K. <laughs> but, like, they're in that make-the-playoff range now. And if a team gets hot like the Hawks did, they can advance a little bit. But... I mean, the Nets are 3-4 seed. I guess that's contender-ish. I'm going to go yellow light. Yellow, I like that, yellow light. We don't need we don't need red light or green light. Yellow light, that's that's perfect. But that's, the, that's the key to successful radio. Ride the fence. Exactly. I'll say this is a green light, but a quick second before the yellow light, it becomes a yellow light. Because I will put... We know what the Heat are capable of. We, know, we all know what they're capable of. They have talent everywhere. And they got great coaching. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, Spo is a great coach, and they, and they have, have a great, great fr- and they have a great front office. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'll say Greenlight. I know they can do it. Do I think they will do it? No, I don't. But I know that they're capable of it. That was Red Light Green Light, brought to you by Greenway Kia. Up next, we're going to be joined by Pat Lawler, injury attorney. Make sure you go to wanttolawyerup.com for a free consultation. We're going to talk to Pat next. Right here on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Oh, man. Oh, man. Ken is out. Coquel is in. This Giants brawl. Joe Judge has the team running 100-yard gassers and doing push-ups. There was a full brawl at Giants team camp. Quarterback Daniel Jones was at the entire was at the bottom of the entire team. Complete bottom of the pile. Wow. Someone could have got hurt. If they get hurt, though, if you're hurt in an accident, it can be completely overwhelming, and that's where Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, come in with over 28 years of Trial experience, Lawler and Associates help their clients get the compensation they deserve, period. Automobile, boat, or motorcycle accident, slip and fall, Giants brawl, or personal injury, Lawler and Associates have the expertise, the resources, and the desire to help. Call 561-372-3500. That's 561-372-3500. Or visit Lawler and Associates at wanttolawyerup.com. For a free consultation, that's wanttolawyerup.com. We bring in Pat Loyler, our personal attorney for Ken Levicka Live here on ESPN 106.3. Pat, I know we weren't going to talk about this, but this Giants brawl, 
as an agent, what goes through your mind when you see that there was a full team brawl with players like the quarterback at the bottom? Gets me fired up, man. <laughs> you're not worried about the player safety? Your players, you're fired up for the team? Yeah, I'm a Giants fan. Grew up up that area. It's about time they get a little tough. How do you throw f- it down? Let's go. How do you feel about Joe Judge? Because Joe Rigotti, who's done the show with us today, he put him above Ben McAdoo, which I thought was a weird line to delineate good coaches or not. But that's where he said he's all in on Joe Judge. I like him, but then again, it's all about health. Come on, if the Giants stay healthy, uh, development of, of, of Jones and obviously the rest of the team, uh, they'll do well. But it's all about the product. I mean, they've got a quarterback they drafted first round, and he's got to produce. Uh, I do like him as a coach, though. Personal injury attorney, attorney Pat Lawler joining us here on Ken Levick Alive. All right, speaking of injuries, Xavier Howard He's injured right now for the Dolphins, but to me, it seems like since the NFL started doing this $50,000 a day thing going on where players get fined $50,000 that the team cannot repay back, you're going to see a lot more players doing this where they report to camp, but then they're magically hurt. Is this something that players and agents talk about, or how does this come about? I think they do. I think it's a matter of, uh, Xavier had a bad contract. Let's get real. I mean, he got him as the sixth best, uh, highest paid cornerback. He should be at least number two behind Ramsey. The quote ankle injury, uh, the beginning of the camp, these high end players don't play much that, uh, and work that hard, anyways. So um, I, I, you see it a lot. I agree with you because of the 50000 but this is the guy. He's going to sign an extension because he does have a, a low end contract. And I think he's probably the best if not one of the best besides Randy Lockdown, and the numbers speak for themselves last year. But I will comment in 2019 when he got the new deal, he didn't have such a great year. So I think it's something that's happening all the time. Now, how much communication goes on between the team and the agent at that point where they kind of know the player's faking, but no one can actually say the player's faking? Or they flat out say, like, all right, can we get him back on the field, please? I, I think they know it. I mean, one thing you know about Flores, which I like, is he has the mentality keeps it in-house the Belichick way. He, he, you think he's happy about that? No. You saw the way he acted when teams called out the owner and did other things. They were traded. Um, but he's living and understanding where Howard is, and I think he understands that Howard does have a contract which is not paying him up to the level that he deserves, um, and he's okay with it. Uh, in terms of the media, maybe behind closed doors he's not. Now, you see free agency just went by in the um, NBA where it just started. But I was also thinking, because it happens a lot in baseball, where they start deciding the compensation a player receives um, based off of their performance. In the role of an agent, how much do you shield the player from what the team is saying? Because I feel like the team's going to go into those meetings and talk about all the flaws the player player has. And are you worried about resentment from the player towards the team who just ripped him just to try to get a lower deal? Yeah, there definitely is. I mean... You don't want to keep everything from them because in social media and the media in general, it's going to get out because people have big mouths. So you want to keep them apprised uh, a of all of the negotiations per se. The negative connotations, you can kind of keep that to a limit because you're uh, conversing with the team. But uh, obviously, you want to keep it positive. And if he's a free agent, there's multiple takers, hopefully, for his services. How often are these deals, you bring up multiple takers, how often are these deals worked out well in advance or like week seven, you start thinking, all right, he's going to be a free agent. It doesn't look like the team's going to sign him. Let me just start getting feelers out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're out there, but really you got to be careful because if you get any type of tampering or issues come up, because theoretically you can't really talk besides what they call the quote legal tampering time frame until the uh, league season is done, particularly in football. Uh, is there discussions about the what if? Sure. Um, and what is what it's looking like? The market dictates it, but in terms of really getting aggressive, it's not until that time. Again, we're joined by Pat Lawler from WantToLawyerUp.com. Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Pat, sticking with the NFL and players being out, Lamar Jackson, Boynton Beach's own, is out with COVID again. How much of an issue do you see this being, even when it comes to long-term contracts? Because he doesn't have, he's not locked up full term, and if I'm a, a team, I start getting worried that he's not making the greatest decisions if we're still sitting out again for another 10 days because we haven't gotten the shot. Yeah, I mean, it's trouble. It's troubling, no question. I'm a big vaccine person. I think that 
uh, in the NFL, it's necessary uh, because of things like this, is that a player gets out, they lose time, and how many times they could get other people sick in the, in the organization. As you know, the Ravens were the worst as of last year. They got hit the hardest at the beginning. Here we are going again. It's problematic. Uh, I don't know what the reason is, but I would make a very strong push to vaccinated uh, players need to be vaccinated. Last thing, another ugly story coming out of sports. Evander Kane, Sharks forward, had his gambling scandal going on where his wife has accused him of betting on games in his own league, on his own team, and even betting for them to lose. What what gets done in that situation? What recourse do the league have? Do agents have? Because how do you prove that someone tanked a game? Uh, video speaks for itself. Other players, gambling. Um, like I said, you got the legal gambling guy. He's got issues with casinos and markers. But then you got the illegal gambling with the bookies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so... I got a feeling he. We know that he's partaking in the legal because he's getting sued and he owes money. Well, he paid it, but on the illegal part of it, that's where it gets interesting. The FBI is going to get involved in this because I'm assuming there's going to be some type of illegal contact with him. Um, I don't take much for what his, uh, his strange wife says because uh, you know who knows where that goes. But usually, there's something to it because he has filed for bankruptcy and he does have debt owed to you know legal gambling. So. This seems very, very problematic. Do teams look into players' financial background, worrying about stuff like that? Because I know when I've applied for jobs where they do credit checks, and I've asked, like, why does that matter? And it's for that reason, because you become more of a risk if you have those type of issues. They should. I would assume that. It's, it's not too hard to know the guys in their off time like they had to Vegas or other gambling sites. It's not too hard to go there and talk to the pit bosses to find out what they're gambling. You know, they won't tell you exactly, but it's not too hard. That would be very, very concerning to a team because if they're doing it legally, you and I both know they're doing it illegally because they all think they can make it up on the next bet. Yeah, well, the next bet's the winner. You're due at that point. I mean, well, come on. Well, isn't that my, dad was a, my, my dad was a bookie, so I saw every degenerate there was out there. Oh, trust me. I know, Pat. I was running a little game out of my uh, for my brother out of my dorm room in Cortland, so I, I know a thing uh, you or two know, about that. Cortland, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they gamble up there, that's for sure. <laughs> There's nothing else to do. <laughs> um, true, true. We're joined by Pat Lawler, personal injury attorney, wanttolawyerup.com. All right, Pat, we had a little debate with old JMP earlier. What is the best in-concert sing-along song you've ever heard? Or that you, if you can go to a concert where they just play, but the crowd sings louder than the band, what's the best song? It's easy. Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. That's a, to me, I think of that as a bar song, but I guess in concert it probably works better rather than 500 people to have 50,000 people singing it. That's a good choice. And the other one would be Chicken Fried by Zach Brown Band. All right. All right. I guess I, all right, I'm not going to fight you. I fought J&P a little bit. I didn't like his choices <laughs> at all, but I'm not going to fight you. Pat, appreciate the time, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Have a good week. Be safe. Again, that was Pat Lawler, wanttolawyerup.com. If you're injured in an accident or a slip or a fall, or really if you need any legal help, 28 years of legal experience, Lawler and Associates are there for you, wanttolawyerup.com. We're going to try to find Ken. I think he's hiding from us, but we'll do something. Come on back. ESPN, no no better tease than we'll do something. We'll do something on the other side, ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquette. Don't be an American idiot and make sure your AC is up to speed. Call the guys at... EDS Air Conditioning and Plumbing. They are family-owned and operated by Ed Sasso. That Sasso name means a lot. Ed Sasso, family-owned and operated EDS AC and Plumbing. They've been in business since 2006. That's a long time now. That's 15 years that they've been in business, residential and commercial AC and plumbing services. Not only will they take care of everything when they put it in, but they will also service and maintain when you get your new install, they are there for you guys. You don't want to be stuck on these hot days where 
all of a sudden you have your AC set to 74 and you're like, wait, why is there a bead of sweat dripping down my face? And you look, your AC is at 83. That was me not too long ago. Don't be stuck in that spot. There's nothing more miserable than being hot in the summer in Florida. The other day, I believe the heat index was 107 down here. 107 in Palm Beach County. Don't get stuck. Make sure you are calling EDS Air Conditioning and Plumbing. They have indoor air quality UV lights. We know how important our air is nowadays. Interior plumbing and water heaters. Maintenance plans for you to maintain your AC so it lasts longer. Interior plumbing and water heaters. Convenient appointment windows. You don't want to just get, they're not one of those companies that you call and they say, hey, we'll be there between 8 and 2. No, they're going to give you a two-hour window and they will make sure that they are there for you inside that window. EDS is a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. Make sure you go there. They're licensed, insured, drug-free workplace, uniform technicians. EDS means yes. Don't get stuck in the hot. We always say don't be stuck in the cold. No, don't. There's nothing more miserable than being stuck in the hot. Make sure you contact EDS. One guy who's heating up now after a tough NBA playoffs performance is Kevin Durant. Chris Coquel here at Real Coach K. Joe Rigotti at Jay Rigotti talking about some Olympic basketball. As Kevin Durant has now surpassed yep. Carmelo Anthony as the all-time Olympic scorer. My Mr. Olympics, my Captain America, my Mello. Durant has surpassed him. He did it in the middle of the night like a thief. Stole the records in the middle of the night. He's trying to get his third gold medal like Carmelo in the middle of the night. But you know what? To me, no one in the stands doesn't count. It's no, like, it's, oh, like no. a, it's a bubble gold medal. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They don't. No one, no one cares about watching basketball this year. Do it on a real stage, Durant. Do it when people are watching. Don't do it at 3 in the morning. Do it prime time. You know when Mello won golds? 7 p.m. Oh, yeah. You know when Mello scored his points? 4.30 on a Saturday when people were there to watch. Not 12.15 on a Thursday morning, Wednesday night. What do we call that, by the way, Joe? Wednesday night, it gets to midnight, it's 12.15. Is yeah. that Wednesday night at 12.15 or is that Thursday morning well, at 12.15? For me, it's Wednesday night. Like I, yeah. Technically, that's wrong. What, what's the hour you switch over? Because I switch over at 4, 4 a.m. Becomes Thursday yeah, morning. Yeah, I think 4 a.m. is probably a good time. I'd probably go with that, too. Because 3 a.m. is still the night before. It's still yeah. Wednesday night. Yep. When That's when Durant does his best work because he can't handle the pressure. No, exactly. He's not Carmelo. No, he's not. And I'm not Ken Levicka. No, you're not. I'm Chris Coquel. Yes, you are. And you've been listening on ESPN 106.3.